Hi, I'm Joyce Lister. I'm the host of Breathing in His Presence Now. In a few moments, you'll be listening to the very first episode on righteousness. But before you do, there was a portion of the broadcast that was for a very special group of women. I want to make sure that they hear this message if they don't listen to anything else. There's some background noises in the recording, but God's message goes forth just the same. The Lord has reconstructed things just for them. He does see your pain, and He's here to offer healing. There is one other thing that the Lord placed upon my heart, and I want to make sure that this is brought to the forefront as well, and it has to do with woundedness. There is such a woundedness of the women that may be listening to my voice or may listen at another time. And the Lord just wants you to know. He says, You've cried many tears, but I'm still with you. I haven't forsaken you. It was not me. You are not alone, and I do see. I am asking you to continue standing. Yes, I know it's hard, but I'll help you. I'll show you how. You'll come to know that I'm still on the throne. I'm still in control. The enemy will pay. Vengeance is indeed mine. Restitution is indeed mine. Stay connected to me. Stay connected to the vine. And so I just want to encourage all the women that are on the line today that they are loved by the Most High God and that they are indeed a part of God's precious, precious possession. Breathing in His Presence Now is a ministry of Jesus Christ. Attentive to the needs of women, it strives to educate and edify the body of Christ through the reading of God's Word, focusing on His truths as led by the Holy Spirit. Topics discussed center on the total well-being of women. It assists women in their transformation from brokenness to godly boldness, allowing them to transform at their own pace into the destiny, calling, and purpose as authored by our Creator, the Most High God. Thanks so much for joining the call today. This is the very first debut uh, of the episode of Righteousness by Breathing in his, his Presence Now. We are a ministry that is concerned about the issues facing women today. And I've been in a season of labor and delivery and wanting to discuss with women what the Lord is saying in this time and season. You can reach us at bihpnow.com and then also at the email address bihpn1 at gmail.com. And you can find this information in the profile section of Breathing in His Presence at talkshe.com as well. So the Lord has given me the topic of righteousness to discuss with women today 
And basically, righteousness is being in correct moral standing with God. It is making sure that you're in alignment with the Lord's will. And he has given very detailed description of what the righteous look like. We serve a God who is very detail-oriented. He talked to Moses, and he gave him very detailed instructions regarding the ark. He talked, excuse not Moses, uh, Noah. And he talked to Moses regarding the instructions on the tabernacle. And so he has also given us instructions regarding righteousness. And there were two sections of verses that he gave me. The very first one is Psalms 15, 1 through 5. If you take a look at that, it says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. There is a couple of things that I want to point out to you that the Lord was really uh, honing in on. And it's the section about speaking truth in his heart. We really have to examine ourselves so that we know exactly where we are in our relationship with the Lord. Because then he can truly take us to where we need to be. And then also it talks about honoring God. He says, but he who honors those who fear the Lord. And in today's society, unfortunately, God is not placed in a place of reverence. There is that, not that reverential fear of the Lord that there needs to be. And we see it all throughout society that God has been displaced with the other things of the world. When we look at the part about reproach, reproach is, uh, let's see, it's talking about, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. And that is basically blaming a friend or discrediting a friend. And when it's talking about a vile person, a vile person is someone who is morally despicable. The Lord gives us very clear instructions about who is the person that he allows to get close to him. We can find additional clarification regarding righteousness when we look at Psalms 24, verse 3 through 6 as well. And it says, Who may abide into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. 
This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek my face. The summarization of that verse is simply that having a clean heart and clean hands, it entitles you to blessings that come from the Lord, and it entitles you to God's righteousness. In and of ourselves, we are not righteous, but God can help us in the process through his Holy Spirit to obtain the righteousness that he's established for us. In doing this, establishing this righteousness, we have to examine ourselves. And there's a couple of verses, there's several actually, that talk about examining ourselves. The first one is in 1 Corinthians 11 and 28. There's also Galatians 6 and 4. And then there's James 1, 21 through 25. All of these verses are telling us to take a look at ourselves, to judge ourselves so that the righteous God will not judge us. It's necessary that we that we take a look at ourselves and we don't forget what we look like. And you can see this particularly in the verse that's associated with James because it talks about a person who has forgotten what they look like. And many times in our inward look at ourselves, we make excuses and we are not prepared for what we see. But God knows everything. There is nothing that you can, can hide from him. In fact, uh, there is a verse, it's in Luke, it's chapter 8, verse 16 through 28, and it's talking about the parable of the revealed light. And in it, it says, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how ye hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. One of the things that really resonated in my spirit was the section of where it says, Therefore, take heed how ye hear. We have a responsibility of not only listening to the Lord and what he is saying, but listening accurately and not filtering it through a myriad of excuses. Because the Lord does hold us accountable for our learning. We are to study to show ourselves approved. And we want to make sure that we are hiding the word of the Lord within our heart. So that when the trials and tribulations come, and we've, we've been promised that they are coming. When they do come, we are prepared so that we're not searching for the word, but we have it already within us and we can pull that forth because as we're going through these trials and tribulations, the enemy is not waiting for us to get prepared. He is bombarding us to the left, to the right, through our relationships, through our families, through our jobs and, and in, by any means necessary, he is going to do his job and he has been doing his job. It is necessary for the body of Christ to be prepared for these, these assaults. And we do that by spending time with the Lord 
and making sure that he is a priority within our lives. Once we have examined ourselves, we, we want to make sure that we are making the right choices. And we do that by choosing life instead of death. And we can see more of that in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 19 through 32. Within those verses, it is talking about the righteous and it's also talking about the wicked. We find out that when the wicked changes and turns from sin and starts to keep God's statutes, that the Lord allows him to live. By the same token, if we, the righteous, turn away from righteousness and we sin and, and do all different types of abominations, which are basically disgusting and hated things in the eyes of the Lord, then we experience death. And that death is not only just a physical death, because we are all, because of the fall of Adam and his sin, dying physically, but there is also a spiritual death. And we want to make sure that we are not cutting ourselves off even more so from the Lord by not being able to hear him because of this continual sin. It is of no benefit that the Father would have you die. He wants you to turn away and he wants you to live. Turn from those wicked ways and he has a life that he has promised you, a life that is full of and abundant, uh, that's filled with promises not only for us but for our our families but in order to experience those promises that he has for each and every one of us we have to be in a certain posture and we do that by making sure that we are a part of those who are called the righteous one of the things in my study that i hadn't noticed before was the similarity between what occurred in Daniel chapter 4, verse 19 through 26, and what occurs in Psalms 1, verse 1 through 3. So let's look at Psalms 1, 1 and 3 first. In Psalms 1, 1 verses 1 through 3, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And so, in my own life, the Lord gave me a vision of a relative of mine that was just like this tree. They had gone through a transformation, and that he showed me a living tree. And so, when the Lord speaks, he speaks to us not only through his word, but he speaks also through dreams and visions that he gives us. And I'd like to hone in on that, that verse 3 of Psalms 1, 
and compare it with what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. In chapter 4 of Daniel, verses 19 through 26, we find out that there is a king of Babylon named Nebuchadnezzar. And he is somewhat perplexed because he's had a dream. And this dream has caused him to wonder what is going on. And so he seeks Daniel to give him an interpretation. And what I found so remarkable was that although uh, Nebuchadnezzar was not a believer in the Lord, he recognized that Daniel had the spirit of the Most High God with him and consulted. And so remember that, that people will recognize the godliness that is within you. Let's read verses 10 through 18. And it talks about the vision that was within his head. It says, I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens and it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heaven dwelt in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. So this is the vision that Nebuchadnezzar had that he is consulting with, with Daniel on. And also a part of that vision, it continues, in that he saw what was called a watcher. And in this instance, a watcher is a, an angel. There are other places within the Bible where a watcher is not uh, a godly presence, but in this case it is. And the godly presence, the watcher, gives a declaration of what is to occur to Nebuchadnezzar. It continues in verse 13. Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beast get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze. In the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him gaze with the beast on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times pass over him. This decision was a decree by the watchers and the sentence by the word of the Holy Ones in order that the living may know that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. And so uh, I thought that it was very unique and that in both instances, there is a tree. In both instances, there is fruit, there is branches. And even in the instance of Nebuchadnezzar, there is substance for not only the tree itself, it, there was food for all. It even provided for the beast and for the birds. And so it seems on the surface that everything is going right. And at first glance, when I was studying this, I thought perhaps there was an issue because it says in verse 12, the very last line, it's talking about, and all flesh was fed from it. And I thought that that was an indication that perhaps there was sin. This 
is a prime example of why it's so important for us to study to show ourselves approved. Because as I studied the word, I found out that this really was not a reference to some sort of sin. It was simply a reference to just the animals, that there was substance for others in this environment. And so that's why it's so important that when we read and we don't want to make assumptions about what is in the Word of God, we want to dig a little bit deeper so that we do not make assumptions about when we see certain words that it means things not intended. But we find out that there is a decree that's gone forth by these heavenly beings, watchers, and the Most High God is the one that is getting the glory here. Because the reason why Nebuchadnezzar goes through the change that he goes through is to glorify God so that he and others will know that it's the Most High God that rules from heaven over all men and that he is the one who sets it over the lowest of men. So when we take a look at the, the things of God, we want to make sure that we are reflecting God's glory and that we are in right standing with him. We want to examine ourselves so that we can make sure that we're looking at ourselves in light of God's word and not the world's perspective. Pay attention to the consequences that are associated with God's judgment. God is a just God and he does not want anyone to perish to be separated from him or to die physically or spiritually. That's why he brought his son to give us a grand escape so that when we die, there is a continual living. But he doesn't want us to have just a mediocre life while we're here on earth. He says that he wants us to have an abundant life. And that's what we want to continually strive towards and understand the promises that God has set before us. Because the enemy will come in and give us lies. And we can accept those lies and, and they cause us great harm. But if we study and we show ourselves approved and we are continually fellowshipping um, in the right place where the truth is being taught, then we will experience the greater life that the Lord has for us. There is one other thing that the Lord placed upon my heart, and I want to make sure that this is brought to the forefront as well, and it has to do with woundedness. There is such a woundedness of the women that may be listening to my voice, or may listen at another time. And the Lord just wants you to know. He says, you've cried many tears, but I'm still with you. I haven't forsaken you. It was not me. You are not alone, and I do see. I am asking you to continue standing. Yes, I know it's hard, but I'll help you. I'll show you how. You'll come to know that I'm still on the throne. I'm still in control. 
the enemy will pay. Vengeance is indeed mine. Restitution is indeed mine. Stay connected to me. Stay connected to the vine. And so I just want to encourage all the women that are on the line today that they are loved by the Most High God and that they are indeed a part of God's precious, precious possession. So I'd like to just open up the line to everyone if you have questions or if you want to just express what the Lord has done in your life or the struggles that you may be facing as it relates to righteousness and, and how you have just positioned yourself, whatever is on your heart, I'm opening up the lines for us to just have a moment of, of discussion. So it doesn't seem like anyone wants to say anything at this at this point, but I would like to encourage all of you to dig a little bit deeper into the things of the Lord. He does love you. He does care for you. And he wants an abundant life for you on this side of glory. And I thank you so much for joining us today. And if there are no uh, questions, we will go ahead and end the call. I would encourage you also to subscribe to the call. I can tell you that one of the things that we are doing is we are moving by the Spirit of the Lord. So as the Lord gives me topics to talk about, I will be talking to women like yourself that are going through the struggles of life, and I myself have challenges just like you. I want to encourage you to spend time in, in the word of the Lord and to spend time in his presence because we have to get in a position to know the Lord and know him fully for ourselves. If you've had any experiences with prophecy, it is so much better to have a confirmation of what is being told than to simply accept what someone is, is telling you. And that's what the Lord wants to have. He wants to have a very personal relationship with each one of us. And that's what this ministry is all about. It is getting you in a position so that you can clearly hear the word of the Lord, clearly discern his truth for yourself, and move forward in the things of God. Thank you so much for joining. And I would ask that you would subscribe to the call and I'll tell you once again that the website that you can go to is bihpnow.com. And the email address is bihpn1 at gmail.com. And you can find this in the profile information at talkshoe.com. I thank you so much for joining and I hope that you will continue to listen in. 